Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by. So, you missed the show yesterday. I'm so sorry. Hey, you can catch up. You missed it last month. Same thing last year. We got you covered. Go to gregpatton.com, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, right on the front page. You can get it there. They archive everything. Yeah. Listen to it. It's all dated. Just listen to your heart's content. And thank you very much. And some really neat comments coming our way via Facebook. You really like this show. And you got to know, we really like you here at Greg Patton Ministries. <laughs> it all works together. We're a team. We're all the body of Christ. Some of us are the head and some of us are the foot and some the... Oh, you get the idea. Hello, world. Comes your way every day at this time, Monday through Friday. Stay tuned. What in the world is going on? Well, former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announced she has left the Democratic Party. She did it today, denouncing the organization as a elitist cabal. That means a secret political clique or, or some faction. Gabbard, who retired from the House of Representatives in 2021, attacked the institution in nearly a 30-minute video posted on her YouTube account. She did not announce plans to join the Republican Party or adopt any other political affiliation. However, she says, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism. Wow, that's fantastic. She went on to call on other moderate Democrats to follow her steps and get out of the Democratic Party. Well, a tip of the hat to this gal. She's right on target, by the way. And it's just not Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, no. While Biden's Secretary of the Army has defended its diversity, equity, inclusion, those programs, this week, as important, that's what he said, several current and former members of the U.S. military who have put their lives on the line to ensure America's security and defend its freedoms are sounding the alarm, too, over what they call a culture putting wokeness before training and combat effectiveness. Some of those service members are blaming that culture for its recruiting challenges, which have risen to a level unseen since it was transitioned to an all-volunteer force. The military is extremely woke, said one member. I do perceive the Army leadership as woke and probably the lower enlisted. They have been indoctrinated in their schools. So says one member of the Army. Equity, diversity is another way to divide and control the masses. It does nothing for a warfighter. Wow. Getting hammered today, aren't they? Let me add, it's about time and they deserve it all. Russia continuing their war crimes. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said there were dead and wounded in blasted rock cities across Ukraine on Monday and accused Russia of trying to wipe his country off the face of the earth. Sure sounds like it. They're trying to destroy us. 
Wipe us off the face of the earth. Destroy our people who are sleeping in their homes. Kill people going to work. Wow. Isn't that some kind of a mess? And this guy's demon-led. Say what you will. The air raid sirens do not subside through Ukraine. They're going nonstop. The missiles are hitting. Unfortunately, there are dead and wounded everywhere. And they're doing it again today, this Tuesday. My pray for all of this mess in Ukraine. Meanwhile, automaker Nissan going to lose $687 million guaranteed. What's that all about? They sold all of their assets in Russia to the Russian government for a single euro today. Nissan is only the latest major company to flee Russia following Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine in February. Boy, it's going to cost them millions, but the company believes it will not affect the earnings forecast for the fiscal year. Really? Lose that much? And what do I know? Nissan's move comes months after the company cut business ties with Russia in March, suspending production at its plant in St. Petersburg. The company has roughly 2,000 employees in that country. I would want to get out from under that nutcase, too, wouldn't you? Well, maybe you're in the position I'm in. Program's over today, heading to the grocery store. That's not been fun lately. And then, yep, got to fill up that gas tank. Scrambling to rein in soaring consumer prices, the Fed's moving at the most aggressive pace in, well, decades, they say. Officials have hiked rates five times since March, and two more big increases are going to come by the end of the year. And as warnings rise that the economy could soon tip into a recession, Fed leaders say they won't let up, even at the risk of a softening job market, a recession, and financial pain for American families and businesses. In a bit of whiplash, a buildup of economists and Fed experts have started arguing that the central bank is now moving just too fast and too forcefully to slow down the economy, and they could be overcorrecting for past mistakes. You know, I get reminded that uh, first day in office, mail-in Joe shut off the pipeline, (laughs) Canada down south, oh my goodness, and now the uh, reserves that we have are dangerously low, and gas prices are going up, and my, oh my, what is going to happen in the days ahead? As always, I'm sure you're doing what I'm doing. Just pray about that thing, my friend, and I guess we'll see what happens today as every day. In business news, the inconceivable is happening. Really? After two-plus years of unimaginable growth, home prices are falling from their heady peaks over the summer. The reason higher mortgage interest rates have thinned out the ranks of buyers who can still qualify for a home loan and sharply reduce the price of the homes the remaining few in the market can afford. Gone are most of the frenzied bidding wars and six-figure offers over the asking price. That just never made sense. Homes are now sitting on the market longer, inventory is piling up, and sellers, at least in some markets, are cutting their prices. In some metropolitan areas, median list prices overall are falling from their June highs. And there's 10 places in America that are really hot spots for dropping price. Really? What? 
Let's just do one. Number one, Austin, Texas, where the median home price is $558,000. That's the median. They became the poster child for torrid housing market growth during the pandemic. Prices, sales, incoming residents all skyrocketed and whoa, now it's falling apart. <laughs> where are you? Where do you get 500 and, oh, never mind. Oh, how about this one, my friend? Here it is. Just close your eyes and imagine for a moment. It's January the 20th, 2025. Well, that's Inauguration Day in America. There he is, the president, elect that is, raises his right hand and begins to recite the oath. I, Donald J. Trump, do solemnly swear. What? It's an anti-Trumpers nightmare. They're going to jump off of buildings. You know, it could happen, they say. 47% of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents want Donald J. Trump to be the nominee in 2024. According to a recent Washington ABC News poll, Washington Post ABC News poll, if Trump and Joe Biden are the contenders, Trump wins. Well, what's going to happen? The twice-impeached president's tenure in office was a, a festival of democratic norm-breaking. All that stuff that went on, it was something. Make America great again, huh? Will it be him? Will it be DeSantis? What do you think? Meantime, the midterms? Who's going to take it? Republicans or Democrats? Senate? House? Politics in America. Here's a major sidebar there, horrified by what has been called the Sovietization of the Biden administration, including the shocking criminalization of dissent and the weaponization of the FBI, whose agents daily arrest and intimidate and persecute others. Millions of Americans just like you wonder whether November's midterm will bring any positive change of direction. I think it will. What do you think? We've got a great nation. It can be greater in the days ahead before we careen totally out of control and destroy ourselves from within. My, oh my. Pray about the midterms. I know you are. And you probably heard this one. It's well known now that it was actually the FBI that lobbied social media in 2020 just before the presidential election. Well, it's well known now that it was actually the FBI that lobbied social media back in 2020, just before the presidential election, to suppress accurate but very damaging information about the Biden's family's international business operations, and that likely provided the impetus to swing the election from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. We still think that he won, and we have a mail-in president, but that's another story. Who do you trust in? Isn't it just unbelievable, this stuff that keeps coming up? Yeah. Well, into today's world, where we all live, my forgetful bride. This is some kind of a story. I'm looking at a, a picture here of a man with his arms around a woman, husband and wife team, and it says this picture was taken in the North Carolina mountains. This is May of 2017. 
about a year after our son died in a motorcycle crash. The woman's name is Tish. And the husband said Tish and I had slowly begun to find our feet and to breathe a bit, leaning into our new normal of waiting until heaven to see our son again. Well, I can certainly identify with that, and that's something I have thought about a lot since July when we lost our Ben. Our marriage seemed to be surviving the stress of losing a child as we found comfort from God, each other, and those friends and family who surround us with love. But in the midst of all of that, we were also trying to navigate Tisha's diagnosis of having Parkinson's disease and what it might mean for our future. I knew in my head that God had all things in his control, but but still I wondered if I really trusted him for what might be next. And then things with Tish began to quickly drift. She began to forget simple things, and then not so simple things, and I often had to repent of my impatience with her. In May the next year, I planned a three-week trip to Ireland. We would rent a car and wander the countryside. It would be a great escape for us with no agenda, no pressure. On the second week of the trip, while we were driving up the stunning western coast of Ireland, Tish looked at me and said, I'm not sure who you are. I pulled over, looked into her eyes. She wasn't joking. She did not remember that I was her husband. And that was the beginning of my new normal. What would be next? On one of our last days in Ireland, I was asked to perform for a group of about 50 Americans and Irish university students. I'd met with their marvelous leader earlier in the trip and shared my grief of losing my son in the blink of an eye, and now it seemed losing my wife in slow motion. I performed one of my shows for them in the afternoon and was planning on performing another that night. Tish was tired and was already in bed before the evening performance. But instead of a performance, the leaders asked me if I could tell the students a bit of my recent story. I did. And then the students asked if I would sit in the middle of the room while they surrounded me to pray for me. They prayed gently, but they prayed fervently. One of the leaders, who also had lost a grown son in an accident, prayed, thankfully for the assurance and the hope of heaven, where all will be made well again. We were all crying. Then a long silence. And then a young Irish woman prayed. She prayed simply. I can still hear in my head the melonious timber of her Irish accent. She prayed quietly. Lord Jesus, you know what it's like to have a forgetful bride. And that was it. I laughed through my tears. This young Irish student probably had no idea how prophetically she had prayed. I was reminded powerfully, in a flash, in a moment, that Jesus knew, of course, better than me, what to do with a forgetful bride. Love her. I was reminded that with all my doubts and all my wondering and all my impatience was his forgetful bride, and he simply loved me. He simply loves me now. It's been over a year since that Irish prayer. Tisha's Parkinson's dementia is getting steadily worse day by day. Today we celebrated our 35th anniversary to Cabin in the Mountains of North Carolina. I reminded her this morning, as I do every morning, 
I'm your husband, and I love you. This afternoon, when we returned from a marvelous late lunch at a streamside mountain restaurant, she looked at me quizzingly and said, You're my dad, right? I gave her my standard reply. She asked me that often. Nope. Your dad's been dead for ten years, and I'm a whole lot better looking than your dad ever was. She laughed and went and pet the dog. So the days are getting very interesting for me now. I wait with great anticipation and joy. The soon birth of my first grandbaby to our sweet Lily and her marvelous ridge. God only knows what life with my forgetful bride will look like in the days ahead. But I do know that as forgetful as my bride is, Jesus will keep on loving me, and I will pray to do the same for all those dear to me, especially my bride. What a story. Living in today's world. Where's my Bible? Life 101. Right after this important message. Depending on where you are, should you travel north or south or east or west and end up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, would love to see you at the cross. That independent work in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where yours truly is coming up on his 32nd year of pastoring the church, the cross. Oh, it'd be great to see you, my friend. God has blessed in so many ways. They sponsor Greg Patton Ministries, which in turn brings you the cross every day at this time. So if you could take a moment now and then to pray for the cross in Fort Wayne and our ministry, we would be so very, very grateful. Tell a friend, I know many of you are, about the program. We're hearing from folks all over the country, and it's a big deal to us. So thanks again for your prayers, for your support, for just being there, and the many, many kind things that you tell us every day via Facebook. Yep. Hello World is here because of you, and we're very, very grateful. So let me ask you, are you wrestling against forces that just seem beyond your control? Does your life seem out of control? Does this sound familiar? Does it seem that no matter how hard you try, you keep getting farther behind? The hurrier I go, the behinder I get. You've heard that one? If so, you're like many people today. You're basically running your own life. I I'm sorry to say that. You're running your own life. You're just moving from one crisis to another without slowing down, take some time, and seek God's help. You're not going to win without it. During the past 70 years, I have sometimes run myself weary trying to do things on my own strength. Does this sound familiar? And somewhere along the line, I've come to understand one thing very clearly. Now get it. Only God can help us to live a spiritually victorious life. Victory in Jesus, my favorite song. I'm thankful that there's a bedrock of truth upon which I can stand today. I mean, it's a truth so strong that no tide can move it, not one micro inch. As a follower of Jesus Christ, my confidence, your confidence during unstable times, lies in the unchanging God who provides steady anchors of hope and assurance for us. I like that so much. I talked about that on Sunday in my service how many times I just feel like things are coming apart at the seams, and the one thing I can grab a hold of is the anchor, Jesus Christ. When you place your hope in temporal things like, oh, money, have you ever done that? 
Thank you very much. How about social status? Yep. Your achievements? Oh, yes. Acceptance? Or even the love of your family and friends? Making that your foundation? Guess what? That whole thing is going to crumble. It is inevitable. Worldly comforts are no defense against the real storms of life. Comes your way. You got them. This morning, I had to rush my wife to the emergency room. A headache so bad the last 24 hours, she couldn't stop vomiting, so she gave in. Got to go to the ER, Greg. Hey, it happens. All kind. What's your story today? Oh, by the way, still looking now on the eighth day, the missing dog, Lily, is still gone. Just one of those little things that happens. You know what that's all about. You've got to know you've got to stand strong because your identity must come from something greater than anything the world can offer. The Word of God is full of principles for living the extraordinary life today. In the midst of spiraling instability, I keep talking about the new America, the new world, all of it. Just seems so negative, doesn't it? You know, it's easy to forget our true source of strength with all this stuff going on. Yet even as we stumble along in life, Jesus Christ walks right by your side. I mean, he's there through that disillusionment, that discouragement and depression and doubt that you might be experiencing today. God has never turned away by our wayward acts, our sin. No, he isn't. He knows that on our own, you can't do anything. But through him, all things are possible, right? That's what John uh, 15, 5 says, and, and Matthew 19, what, 26? Yeah, 26. What is the extraordinary life? What is it really? It's a life that we can live today, sustained by the inner peace and the joy in the good times and in the bad times. I can honestly say that I'm finally at a place in my life where I know how to face the fears and the pressures that come on this side of heaven. My goal now is to live in undisturbed union with Jesus Christ. What a goal, right? And by his strength, I'm closer than I've ever been in my life. Becoming something special in the eyes of Almighty God. God created us to be in a lifelong process in which he is continually shaping and molding us into a very unique reflection of his son, Jesus Christ. When we embrace the principles that he's outlined in the Word of God, we allow him to work more effectively in our lives and to reveal to us the extraordinary life that he has in store for us. Don't let the world get you down and the things of the world. Oh, no. He's in charge. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can take that to the spiritual bank. It's good to go. Hey, someone said that we should label the Bible dangerous. Yeah, label dangerous because this book could change your life. Oh, that's not dangerous. That is great, my friend. And finally, do you have a nickname? I guess everybody does. I'd love to hear what yours is. Gal said in order to look sophisticated for college, she gave herself a perm, and the only effect it had on her red hair was to make her look wild and unruly. <laughs> And one day a classmate asked if she had tried out for the Olympics. And I said, no, why? She said, well, you should. You'd make a great torch. <laughs> and her name ever since has been Torch.
And I think I've shared with you many times, I hate meetings, all of them. And I've never wanted to know the answer to anything bad enough to ask a question at a meeting that's running 30 minutes over time. <laughs> that's it. Hello, world. What is today? This is Tuesday. God bless you for being here, my friend. Tell others about the broadcast, and you better join me on Facebook, Greg, Jerry G. Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. It's a big deal, of course. And that's the way it is, Tuesday, October the 11th, 2022. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.